guys welcome back to the podcast but back to gaming compute podcast here i'm talking still about this show uh so let's get more into the a little more into the details of the show called how to get rich now I described before about, you know, some of my own past history with being poor with money, um, how, you know, mentally I had things going on that were just not being managed and I was kind of maybe downplaying it or not really fully aware or just not handling it, um, in a balanced method as I could have and should have. I wasn't really considering all my options of what I could have done. Um, I think simply the easiest thing to do if you have paid days off, just take some days off and handle your stuff. Um, but there's that, and then there's also... Um, Yeah, there might be some spoiler alerts up in here. So basically, um, in the first episode of How to Get Rich, um, you know, they start addressing a couple. It's a young couple. I think the woman is 27. I don't know how old the guy is. Uh, they have two or three kids, it looks like, um, and, you know, later on this lady speaks to, um, her experiences, um, she later speaks to her you know experiences growing up that you know she felt based on her background you know her father was pretty absent um from her life and so she saw two sides was was it her I don't know there were multiple characters but I think it was her who was saying like you know one family member was super um no, I don't think it was her, actually. I think it was someone else. Um, but anyways, this couple, you know, started having um, some financial difficulties. Um, well, they had been having them. Uh, it seemed like the guy was more interested in saving and maybe getting some income on his own and working and she was making six figures already but keeping him kind of oblivious and in the dark about the bills and the finances and everything and he was a stay-at-home dad and felt like he didn't have a lot of worth and she was kind of keeping him completely out of the picture and um they had a joint account so that was the couple I kind of first was seeing well everybody but everybody in this show is having some kind of psychological situation that 
isn't being addressed as at least if it is being addressed they're not talking about it in too much detail on the show at least not yet I don't know if they will again I'm only on episode 5 at this point um but yeah so this whole thing that's going on um This couple is definitely in a struggle. Uh, She likes to spend, travel, do things like that. He seems into hiking, but other than that, you know, he wants to work. They have this kind of, I don't know what their values are or their kind of um, stance is on childcare. It seems like they don't prefer outside childcare. Um, but I don't really know, but it is an option that it seemed like there was some conflict as to why they couldn't do that at least part of the time. Uh, but mostly what I noticed at first was how they spoke to each other. So the way they, this couple, the way they talk to each other, the way this couple interacts with one another, um, was not too friendly um, the guy seems, you know, like a sensitive guy, he's not, like, throwing his weight around and stuff, uh, the lady seems very, um, like, verbally aggressive, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that she's, like, abusive, I wouldn't go that far, but definitely their communication could be better, And I feel like she is the reason why the communication isn't good. Because she does take, like, a very blaming attitude. And then, like, she also, you know, starts, you know, um, delving into some of his insecurities. Um, I was watching a little bit of an Anthony O'Neill episode. I think it's like, a two-year-old episode. Uh, sometime this week, and it was him, his sister, who I think had been married for like a year at that point, and maybe a a couple, uh, a married couple, and the four of them were all talking about kind of like cis-hetero relationships and finances, and saying how most couples don't talk to one another at all. Um, about finances, um, and this is a theme I've been hearing that, you know, people don't talk about that. Now, I find it interesting that, you know, sorry, people keep coming and they park, like, right next to me with their windows open, um, I'm not, you know, it's easier for me to just focus on recording when I don't have to think about who's overhearing me, um, So basically, this, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so the couples, um, the couples that, you know, that were talking, the couple that was talking and, you know, one thing I noticed, I was like, okay, two things that I feel like, not every couple, but two things that I feel like I've noticed, people have a little bit of complexity with speaking about um 
one thing is topics around like sex sexuality um another thing is finances now i i would say societally it almost makes more logical sense to me when i see that you know a lot of couples mention not even i'm not not even talking about anthony o'neill or whatever but just like in general in relationships you know when people start saying things like oh our sex life is could be better and all this kind of stuff it's kind of like well they don't know how to talk about it but also in society we're not taught to talk about it right um there really is a taboo around it a lot of times and so a lot of times you know like say for example in the lgbt world it's kind of interesting to me that I'm not I'm not bashing guys, you know, I'm not into all that kind of thing, like bashing people. But I'm just saying, like, there is kind of this like maybe stereotype or something that, you know, when someone who's a woman has never been with a woman before, but has only been with men, and then maybe she realizes that she wants to be with women and they start being sexually involved you know, it's not uncommon to hear people say, like, wow, like, you know, the sex is better, and it's, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily the physical part of it, I think mostly it's the communication part of it, um, and I, that's not the same for every person, I mean, there's gonna be crappy sexual partners in any kind of sexuality, any kind of gender, like, but that is something that you hear. It is, I don't know if you'd call it a stereotype, but it is something that you do hear often. That's not something that anybody can really argue too much because that is like a theme that comes up a lot. Whether or not the theme is accurate or anyone's done the statistical math on it, like, I don't really know. But that is a theme that you hear so often. Is that, you know, when a woman has been with men all her life and then starts being with women, she kind of notices different things that that were kind of missing uh, in the maybe communication about sexual things and just like expectations and all these other kinds of things. Because a lot of times, like most people are socialized, most people, I would say, are socialized in like a heteronormative environment, you know, and all that. Like, I'm not going to go into this whole conversation about it, but the reason why I mentioned that is because it does show that there are other areas in life where people just don't communicate, right, well. And sometimes it's a gender thing, sometimes it's all these other expectations from society and all these other kinds of things tied into, like, why people don't talk about it, you know. Like, with sexuality, usually it's like, males are usually the ones who are considered like the sexual person who is promoting this to kind of move forward and like let's both of us hook up kind of thing and usually you know it's the guy who's pursuing and all these kind of like this is just this isn't accurate, you know, I know that I'm just saying things that this doesn't apply to everybody, but usually you don't hear most women saying like, oh yeah, I went out and asked this guy out, or like, I kept on asking this guy out, or like, you know, and you also don't hear most women 
when they're talking about female sexuality and their sexual experiences and they're like a cishet woman like hooking up with guys like you don't often hear a lot of women being like always it's not like a theme that you hear that women are always sexually satisfied by their male partners that's not a theme whereas in the lgbt world with two women in a couple you often hear that as a theme that women have some form of like a sexual satisfaction um so that's what i'm talking more about themes um and i can't verify you know i'm just saying this is what you hear in society i'm not making it up like you can you can i listen to podcasts constantly i watch youtube a lot like Usually that's that's the kind of content you're gonna come across, you know. If you, it it's hard to avoid finding anything like that, uh, if you're looking at, you know, women talking about sexuality and things like that, and different types of women, you're gonna hear that. And so I say all that to mention, when it comes to finances, it seems to me that people are better at communicating about sexuality and all that kind of stuff than they are about finances, which is weird to me because finances seem like a little less of a, of a personal situation, I would think. But I feel like it's not uncommon that you hear couples say, Oh, we didn't start talking about finances till after we got married you know, those who are getting married, like, till after we got married, you know, um, and that, to me, is very weird, um, because in relationships, even, like, most people, I think, if they notice that they are having, like, some sexual issue in their marriage, they'll maybe get counseling for it, or get some kind of help for it, or, you know, there are things that people try to do to kind of, like, improve that, with the communication and just like learning about each other better and all these other kinds of things instead of just sticking with doing the same thing that's not working um if one person isn't satisfied in what's going on but I feel like with finances people don't get it together like that and they kind of just let it go on and on and on and on and on like I've witnessed it with people I know with couples I know family members friends you know where people are just on a different page about stuff and they don't start talking about it till later on. Now I'm not married. And, you know, when I do kind of involve myself in like dating, that is one of the first things I kind of think about is how financially stable is this person? Not for my own benefit necessarily, but for example, I've, dated someone who you know they had kids and all this other kind of stuff and I was working full-time they were not working eh, maybe they were working full-time I don't really know but basically I had a place where I was staying I was renting a room they at the time weren't renting a room and I think they were mostly doing like Uber Eats kind of like crashing in their car not crashing the car but crashing in their car like sleeping in their car um and, you know, they were capable of working, they were able to work, but because they wanted to prioritize, you know, uh, some creative, um, drive, you know, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying it saying that like, that's not important, but because that was their, um, goal to prioritize that, 
I need some air now. Because that was their goal to prioritize that, they were not um, working at like a nine to five or something like that. And they didn't want to be tied down. And I get it. You know, I get it. I value that as well. But, you know, this person and me, you know, at a certain point, they started talking to me about, you know, um, if we were going to move in with one another. And, you know, at this point in my life, I wasn't too, um, like, it was an earlier serious dating relationship. It was one of my earlier ones, and I'd never really moved in with somebody that I was dating. And, you know, we had a good connection and everything, but they had other issues going on. And I'm not saying I don't have my own issues, because I clearly do, but you know, they had other issues going on, and I'm grateful that in my mind, I didn't decide to go through with it, and the reason was because, for me, it was more so that they had family members, um, that they wanted to have move in, too, and so that, to me, it was mostly because of the family members that I was like, nah, like, I don't really think moving in is a good idea for me, that's not what I want for myself, if it wasn't for those family members, I wonder if I would have moved in. But I was just kind of like, I don't think I want to go from living with these roommates to like moving in with this person and then their family members. And they had some other drama with some other family, you know. And they were nice. They were calm. But there was some red flags that I luckily dodged. Because I think about it now and I still think back to that. And things are good. We're friends. But you know, I still think back to that, and I'm like, wow, what if we would have gotten together and moved in together, and, like, at that time, I wasn't even, like, studying finances in any way, uh, you know, I didn't know where I was trying to go with my career, I didn't know what I was trying to do, and they were, you know, kind of artsy, hippie type, doing their own artsy, hippie type things, and, you know, we both kind of have the mentality that, you know, we're not too into, you know, um, must have so many possessions and like must, you know, have this, you know, wealthy status of, you know, like looking like you have like a wealthy status and like buying all these like name brand things and all that. Like neither one of us were really into that kind of stuff. Um, we're more into like music and art and all these types of other things. And, um, not saying that we don't like the other things, but yeah, we weren't, neither one of us were like into like heavily expensive lifestyles, but we both, you know, weren't really good with credit, weren't really good with debt, weren't really good with, you know, our incomes combined. We could have afforded a decent place, but you know, it would have been a lot for the two of us to deal with that as well as moving in family and then having to be responsible financially for them. Like, because I think about how I've grown on my own since that point, even like during dating and stuff. But I think about how I've grown since that point of put, of having that potential opportunity to move in with that person. And even though I really care for them, I'm I'm honestly glad that I never moved in because that would not have worked <laughs> too smoothly because um, we both weren't 
uh, you know, like, there would be times when, when I would want to hang out with this person and, like, they couldn't afford the cover to go into where we were going to be, you know, stuff like that, where it's, like, couldn't afford the cover, you know, and so it's, like, well, if you can't afford the cover and you're still willing to go out and, like, you're still trying to, like, hang out with your friends and you're still trying to do all this stuff, you know, you can't afford it, you know, um, I was really into hanging out with this person and doing all these things, but, like, we were, like, trying to make it work, and we had a good vibe, but, yeah, on the career end, on the financial end, we just weren't compatible, um, and I, I didn't even know it, it in that many words at that time, I never even thought to look at anything like that, but, um, now I know, but nowadays when I look at, you know, potential people to date and go out with, um, you know, I do kind of focus on, you know, how they spend, you know, what their money looks like, how they pay people back. Um, and not like in a judgmental way, you know, but just kind of like, do they seem like when we want to go do something, they can afford to go do it? You know, are they down to their last penny on a regular basis and we can't go out to eat? Because I'm not saying like, it's all about this spending and hanging out and stuff but like I look at stuff like that because I'm not going to ask somebody like what's your credit score do you have debt like I'm not going to like straight up ask but I just kind of look and see like can they can they you know do we live a similar kind of lifestyle does it seem like that we have a similar amount of times that we like to hang out and go out and do stuff or save or invest or you know think about our money and like are we able to talk about where our money goes, you know, like, when I talk to somebody, are they, like, have no clue where their money is, and, like, are, don't exercise, or don't eat healthy, and, like, you know, like, what is this other person's lifestyle like, and that is one thing that I noticed in the show, you know, it seems like, you know, the couple's hadn't really like they've had bad experiences with one another with finances and found maybe like quick fixes to not really have to um keep those negative situations going but it doesn't sound to me like any of them like um fully found a point where they could stop you know where they could like find a balance where they're actually saving, they're actually able to invest, they're not spending more than they make, they actually have a financial plan where it's like the family's working with each other together, um, or the couple working with each other together, or even just an individual person, you know, doing their own thing financially, um, but that's definitely one thing I learned, you know, was watching that, I was like, wow, like, this is, you know, it's, like just observing you know it helped me just to be able to observe you know a lot of the time that you know some people really aren't good with their money you know and for me I've learned that it's kind of a turnoff for me you know um you know especially when people don't want to learn about it but it's like, I understand everybody, almost everybody, you know, gets into debt. Almost everybody has a financial struggle. And I'm not 
you know, I'm not one to hold that against people, especially because I've been there before myself, but, and I can't say I'll never be there in the future, but, you know, I do feel like, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's a lot, you know, like sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's an unnecessary thing to have to deal with, you know, and it's easy to overlook and it's easy to even see red flags and ignore them. Um, but I think about how stressful things get. If I've had my own financial struggles, I can't imagine having my own financial struggles because of the things I deal with and the way that I'm dealing with them or not dealing with them. And then having a partner that, you know, is having their own financial struggles dealing with things the way that they're dealing with them and trying to have a household together where it's like one of us or both of us can't fully pay the rent because somebody's overspending or whatever. And like, like I've seen friends, you know, even kind of bicker a little bit about it, how, you know, it's like, to me, they're friends, but they're a couple. And it's like, you know, one person like calling somebody else out on like, you know, you know, spending the other person's money on, you know, paying for the whole table or, um, paying for everybody's drinks or, sorry, there's some motorcycles, um, paying for everybody's drinks or, like, partying too hard and, like, going against the, the financial plan and, like, you know, just hearing somebody calling somebody else out on it, uh, in public, you know, it's like, wow, like, you're gonna you're gonna do that to your person you know but at the same time it's like I don't know man like that that's got to be a hard thing you know to be with somebody and sharing a space and sharing a house where somebody is you know having access to tapping into your finances and or maybe isn't paying for stuff you know and just has like different patterns financially uh that can be hard to you know to see and uh, you know I always think I'm like I don't want that you know I don't want somebody who isn't gonna keep it together or get it together or know when to kind of evaluate this is gonna get annoying these guys are literally writing these things over this speed bump over and over and over again um but yeah like I I don't think I could deal with something like that like that would be too challenging for me um and I've definitely seen family members too where one of them is just like buying spending always in debt it's stressful you know it's stressful and it's unnecessary to have that stress because a lot of it is an issue of impulse control Like, most of the things that I see people getting in debt to be buying isn't because they're paying for food and paying for that kind of stuff. Like, their money's going somewhere else. Like, most people, when you do the math, if it's only the basics that they're spending on, you know? Like, almost every job I've had when I've done the math, I'm like, I can afford my rent, my food, my transportation for the whole month. Uh, you know, if it doesn't count going out, if it doesn't count any kind of debt, if it doesn't count anything else, um, 
Now, I'm not talking about people who make like $16 an hour working like 20 hours a week. I'm talking about if you're working full time, you know, and and if you're sharing rent, usually if you if you want your own private apartment or something, I, I could see how that argument doesn't really work, you know, because rent in some areas right now, rent is high. So like in my area, even if you make minimum wage, you can't afford to have your own private apartment. You're like, you have to share. Um, or you have to have some kind of deal that is a rare deal, um, but it's not really like a, a, a trend that you see people being able to have minimum wage and afford um, to live independently. Um, or even if they are independent, you know, they're not, you know, sharing rent and that kind of stuff. Um you don't really see, you don't really see that, you know, um, so yeah, I could, I could see that argument, like how that, how, you know, that is a thing, that is a problematic kind of situation that comes up, um, but yeah, like, looking at, you know, the struggle with the, with the communication, there is that issue that most people aren't taught how to talk about money, you're not even taught what to look at, you know, and everybody knows, you know, okay, if we are combining banks or combining finances, you know, and we have this plan in place, you know, um, and just knowing that how people are, or if you can trust somebody, you know, if you loan them or whatever that might look like, um, I mean, I have somebody that I know that I loaned, I think, like, two or three hundred dollars to, like, eight years ago or something, and they paid back some of it, but there was a lot that they never paid back, and I'm like, really? Like, you don't have a hundred dollars that you can pay me back after eight years? You haven't figured out how to pay that, pay that back? You know, I'm like, I mean, yeah, people forget, but it's like, that's someone who's not handling their finances well you know and I felt bad because they had kids and you know it wasn't a lot of money but they mentioned it to me a few years back too they're like oh yeah we need to get together because I still owe you this money and you know so I'm like oh I know that they know because they contacted me and still mentioned it so I don't really even know what to say but um it's that kind of stuff you just kind of let it go sometimes like honestly I let it go I was like whatever you know like me and this person were never enemies we weren't ever super close but um you know I kind of know that you know they just weren't handling their stuff and yeah it fell back on me and um I do remember at one point when they were trying to move into the same place that I was living and stuff like that, like the same apartment complex, not the same apartment, but yeah, like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, but all these kind of memories about all all this kind of stuff, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's just kind of crazy, like, when you think about it, it's like, okay, you know, like, um, there sometimes are issues that are going on and it can be a little challenging to really strategize and plan and especially when it's with another person it's not impossible 
but it can be a little bit hard. Um, so yeah, I, I've noticed that, but, um, yeah, I haven't, I don't know if I've noticed much more, um, you know, but also, you know, people get heated about it too, it sounds like, and, you know, it's hard to not see someone else's fault of how they're spending or how they're doing something and be like, dude, like, I need you to do this differently, you know, um, because, you know, if people have those kinds of issues, it's going to be hard to kind of really plan in all honesty. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of all I have to say at the moment on that topic. And, you know, I think it's a very relatable topic, even for people who aren't in a solid or long-term relationship, you know, even people who are dating, it's definitely food for thought. Um, Because if you know somebody who's bad with their finances and, you know, not really wanting to fix it or willing to fix it or interested in doing what it takes to kind of repair things, like, I don't think that's going to help the relationship, especially when things start getting harder or when you're in times like now where the economy is just really sucky. It's not going to help, you know, so... Yeah, I've definitely noticed that, um, and yeah, for me, the way that I've noticed, if I can't really ask a person directly, is just kind of like, if I know someone's working full time and they do want to go out, like say if, say if, say if we have, I don't know, I've, I've, I'm just making something up, but say if I'm, you know, with someone, been dating like a while and we decide, okay, Friday night's going to be date night for the two of us. And then every once in a while, they can't afford it. You know, we decide, okay, we're going to go out every Friday and spend no more than 30, 40 bucks each um, and split the bill, you know, and every once in a while, this person can't afford it. Not that they don't want to do it, but they never budgeted for it and they just ran out of money and they can't afford it, even though they're working full time. They can't afford 30 to 40 bucks. Now, it's one thing if you don't want to afford it and you're like, I'd rather just not afford it, right? And that conversation would probably need to be had. But uh, if one person is just like bailing or often canceling because they don't want to afford it, that makes sense to me. But to not be able to afford it, you know, like if you're making like 30 bucks an hour, you know, and, you know, your rent is a third of your income, and then you have your other basic expenses without debt, you should be able to afford 30 bucks a week, you know, to go have fun, to go have dinner, to, you know, maybe that would cover dinner and like a cover charge, probably like 30, 40 bucks, maybe dinner, a cover charge. And when you go to a club, you know, have, have a drink, you know, that that's pushing. That's probably nowadays, honestly, probably pushing, but I mean, like, you know, you can find places that are cheap enough to eat where you're not paying, like, over 20 bucks a bill, you know, per person. Um, like, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. You're just, you know, having time together uh, as a routine. 
some people don't like that. Some people are more spontaneous. I'm definitely way more spontaneous than that. But I mean, I, I just say like if if that were something that I had set up and I knew that I was dating somebody who maybe they say they don't have debt and then they're making 30 bucks an hour and I know that their rent isn't excessive and then I would wonder you know well where is your money going that you can't afford $30 on a Friday you know it would be things like that you know or when you're planning to do stuff with people and they just can't afford it you know when it's like the math should add up that means that they have debt usually that's what that means you know if you're trying to make plans with somebody and they can't make plans because they don't have any money it's because they have debt you know and then you have to ask like what are they spending their money on you know like and I'm not saying be nosy I'm not saying like berate a person or like embarrass them about it or like call them out on it but it's like those are the kinds of things to me where I'm like you know red flag you know red flag financial red flag you know and it's easy to avoid you know because it's an easy fix of like well I'll pay or we'll just go do something free you know but it's like if you never see that pattern changing and it's always like oh I don't have money oh I don't have money I can't do this I can't afford it because I don't have money oh I can't afford that because I don't have money and they're making good money and technically the bill should even out it's like well they're spending their money on stuff and they're obviously not telling anybody and nobody's gonna ask them I'm not gonna be asking somebody I'm trying to date like what do you spend your money on like where's your money go what's your biggest expense and stuff like that you know like but I have been comfortable enough to kind of talk about credit kind of just like vaguely just be like oh like you know do you have do you use credit cards do you have student debt and usually most people are comfortable talking about if they have credit cards if they have a like if their credit score is good or if they have student debt or if they have a lot of debt or whatever sometimes they'll talk to you about it um and you know I've talked to people a lot about that um just even asking people you know do you invest you know do you do you have a retirement plan I mean there's so many people who do neither and to me that is problematic especially because I'm getting close to 40 so it's like if I'm meeting people my age or older and it's like dude if you're in your 40s and you don't have anything saved for your retirement like are you even planning on retiring like what's going on you know um but again I'm saying like don't shame people. I'm not mentioning this to be like, oh, you have to shame them or like dump them or, you know, be like this person isn't compatible. But it's like noticing how it is to have a conversation about it. Like, do you see something different than what they seem to be presenting? Like, do they seem like they're very wealthy because of the stuff that they buy, the stuff that they wear, the way that they look, the stuff on the surface? But then it's like, well, we can never afford to go out and do anything you know or like one thing I've noticed in people I'm I'm probably going to just keep going on a tangent now with this stuff but like just like because a lot of times you can't easily talk about it right so you have to go by what you notice and what you witness and what you can deduct from what you kind of see and so one thing I noticed about someone I met kind of recently was how they just kind of get in line and let people pay for them so 
I was out not that long ago with somebody, someone I don't really even know. Um, and, you know, I was paying for a cover for, um, I didn't know how many people, but I pull out my card to pay for my cover. I noticed that my friend is behind me talking to like, uh, some of the security or whatever, like they, they were friends. And so they were like talking to other staff that, like while I was in line and like, you know, this person's friend comes up near me while I'm paying and kind of like, I don't know what they did or said, but like, I could tell that like, they kind of expected me to pay, you know? So they kind of like, um, I guess when the person's asking like how many, how many tickets or whatever, and they were like, I don't know if they said two or something like that. And I was like, no, three. Cause I was thinking like, well, if I'm buying yours, I'm buying the other guys too. You know, and I don't really care. Like, I was like, we do that. We pay for each other and stuff. But this person, I didn't know. So that was the first thing I noticed. They didn't pay for their cover. And then I noticed we sat down at a table and this person, you know, took my friend's card um, to go buy shots and drinks. And then um, they opened up a tab and then my friend that was in line talking to security that friend said he would pay for dinner uh so we ate and you know and so that friend of his started eating off of our plates and eating our meals and the whole night we were out I'm just thinking like this guy this guy didn't pay for anything you know um he didn't pay for his cover he didn't pay for any of the drinks he didn't pay for the meal um and we spent the whole night together and I'm like okay, that's not normal, you know what I mean? But I'm like, I don't know this person either. And I kind of assumed, you know, just from what I, you know, learned about, you know, this person's lifestyle from my friend kind of explaining, oh, yeah, this person goes out and they like to drink a lot and, like, all this kind of stuff. From after going out and hearing about all that, I kind of realized, um, oh, like, um, this person doesn't really... Um, um, have a lot of money and th- and that's fine I don't mind treating people and buying people stuff um, when I'm in the mood to do it like that night I was in the mood to just like you know you know pay for the cover or like whatever like I wasn't really too concerned you know for me I was like whatever I'm not really too concerned like I was there on vacation I was having a good time meeting friends of my friend like it I was just there to socialize and I didn't really mind it but I was thinking you know if this was a normal weekend and it was like every single Friday or Saturday night that was like this where I found that this person's always hopping in line next to me so that I could pay and this person's always you know strategically just like open well oh does somebody want me to open a tab at the bar and just take the card to the bar and just stocking up on drinks you know, I think they had like three drinks, four drinks that they bought at once, you know, all for themselves. And I'm just like, what? You know, it's like it, things like that where I'm just like, you know, if that was happening every weekend, I'd probably be like having to say something or like if I couldn't say something, if I felt uncomfortable, I would just avoid hanging out, honestly, with that person. Or I would get there early and just go in and not give them my card and not pay for for them you know I would you know I you know sometimes it's like it's hard to have a direct conversation but I'm just saying like if you're even looking at things like that 
like just hanging out, you know, or, you know, when people ask you to buy them a drink and I'll Venmo you back kind of thing. Like, it's one thing when it's like, okay, the line is excessively long or like you can only split the bill so many ways. Like there are reasons where it makes sense to kind of like one person pay. But it's like usually when I go out, everybody's paying for themselves. Like usually that's kind of like a given. Nobody's expecting to pay for the whole table. Um, and I've gotten into the habit that when I am in a group and I do end up paying, um, like I never, I never, I never pay for the whole table anymore because there's always somebody that you have to try to hunt down that never pays. And I am very uncomfortable asking people to pay their portion of the bill. And so I just don't, I've done it once. I think one birthday I went to karaoke and because I'd usually gone with a bunch of friends, different friends. Um, and we would always, you know, after we sang, we would go up to the, it was private rooms. And then after we sang, we would go up to the main desk and we would all split the bill equally because we were all there equal amount of time and we were all singing. And so usually we would split it. And I remember one birthday, you know, right when our time, when our time was up, they came, you know, they told us, okay, one more song. And then everybody went out the front door and they were all standing out in the front and then, one of my other friends who was usually singing karaoke with us, he kind of knew the drill and he was just like, oh, so he, he hands me 20 bucks for him and his date and I'm there, you know, and I pay the whole bill minus the $20. So I pay like 60 to $80 for the whole uh, group of us uh, to go sing. And then I was upset. I was like, I was upset because I was like, first of all, this is my birthday. Second of all, um, like I told people I'm going to bring the drinks, but I didn't bring a whole lot of stuff. I just brought like a little bit of, I think it's called like Choyu or Chuya or something. Like it's like these little Japanese wines with a, with a sour plum in them. And I think it's called Choyu, Choyu or something like that. C-H-O-Y-U. I think that's the brand, um, the brand or the name of the drink but it's a type of a wine or something like a plum wine with the plum in it or something. And so I was really into that and, you know, I brought the drinks and I basically divvied up the bill and the people who I had Venmo for, I charged everybody like seven bucks each and I didn't have any, everybody's Venmo. So I ended up paying probably like 20 20 30 bucks um because some people didn't pay me back like some people didn't uh pay the venmo and then others did but i learned my lesson at that point like i'm not paying i'm not i'm not putting myself in a position like that again um so usually if somebody else says they're gonna pay the bill i'll usually uh venmo them on the spot uh just so we know we're good before i even leave that night you know um <clears throat> or I'll, um, you know, I try to bring cash and, and cash in ones, usually fives and ones. So that if it is kind of a weird, like, oh, we can't split the bill or whatever, I'll usually, tr not always, but I'll usually try to have cash on me, like 20, 30 bucks of cash on me. Cause it's rare that I'm going to, that I'm going to eat enough in a way to split a bill that it's going to cost me over 30 bucks. But um, especially if I'm not drinking or anything. And I do that because a lot of times people are like, let's split the bill. And it's like, well, if I was just trying to be 
you know, on the frugal side and still come and participate and eat. But I didn't drink at all. I didn't buy like three pitchers of beer and like eight shots or whatever. I didn't buy shots. I didn't buy alcohol. I didn't buy anything like that. Like, why should I be splitting the bill if I had water and an appetizer on purpose? You know, I shouldn't have to split the bill with the person who who drank half more than half the bill by themselves. You know, like that doesn't make any sense. And so I usually bring cash and I'll just be like, oh, this is what I I just had the appetizer and I'll just put down cash of like, this is how much I spent. Cause I'm like, I am not going to pay, you know, especially unexpectedly. Like if somebody tells me expectedly how much we're paying, that's one thing. But it's like, if nobody tells me, I don't want to pay all that. And like, like I've gone out with friends before too, where it's like, I was just, you know, I got like a burger and a tea or something and ended up paying like 60 something dollars for the bill. And I'm like, because you guys drank the whole time. Like, you can't just go places and drink and then split the bill. Like, to me, it's like, that's going to cost so much more money. And there's so many cheaper ways to do that, you know? Like, you know, if you really like to drink that much, go to the freaking liquor store and get those mini alcohol whiskeys or vodkas or whatever for like two, three bucks and drink like three or four of them, you know? Like, buy a drink there, buy some lemonade, and spike your own lemonade, like, I've done that multiple times, and that's so much cheaper than, you know, um, than other things that people do, and, um, and I guess another one, like, yeah, these are the kinds of things that I would say, you know, ways to save yourself money um not getting like locked into like some kind of expensive bills and like on the spot you know um and um just don't don't pay the don't offer to pay the whole bill by yourself because sometimes people will not pay you back or they won't tip or they won't consider the tip and tax and so you might be losing out on like Mm, let's call it like almost 25% in some depending if you have like tax in your state but like our tax is less than 10% but I usually round it up to 10% and then I say 15% minimum 15% if not 20% for the for the waiter and so it's like I'm usually considering 25% you know per purchase you know and like per person but a lot of people don't pay the 25% or they don't factor in tax or they don't factor in a tip or some people tip 10% some people just give two bucks like some people don't do the percentage you know of tip and so you know if they're gonna be like making you pay and then they're paying you back they might actually be paying you back less than what you are gonna be paying per person um and so that's why I'm like I don't really find it right for myself to split the bill like I know it is a it is a it's a nice move it's a it's a very polite and nice and you know group effort kind of like nice thing to do but I just don't do it because I know I'm kind of passive on that kind of thing and I'm not comfortable asking people to pay me back you know because I kind of, I might hold a little grudge against it too. Like I know that I, you know, once I went 
uh, on a trip with somebody who, you know, me and them were hanging out most of the day and, you know, we get somewhere and they're like, oh, this thing is like 20 bucks, but it's only cash. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I don't think I have cash. And then they're like, oh, can you check? Can you check if you have cash? Because they really wanted this thing. And I, in my head, I'm like, I don't buy stuff like that. Like, I don't pay an extra 20 bucks. And they're like, I'll pay you back, which they never paid me back. They never paid me back the 20 bucks. So I was like, fine, like here, oh, you know, I, I looked at my wallet. I had the cash. I gave them 20 bucks. I gave, uh, I had 20 bucks too for myself. And I was like, well, might as well buy myself one if I'm buying them one too. And so I ended up spending 40 bucks and, you know, they, you know, they never pay me back. And I didn't learn my lesson the first time from them because I guess after that, um, sometime after that, I remember buying a ticket that costs, let's say, be somewhere between 80 and 150 bucks. I bought a ticket and they took like over a month to like pay me back. And I didn't mention anything. I just sent them a Venmo request. And then the next time after that, they asked me, you know, can you, can you get me a ticket for this thing? And I was like, nah, like I'll tell you when I, I was like, I'll tell you when I buy my ticket let me know when you get yours you know like just I, I put it in the wording sometimes I'm like I'm not gonna say that I'll buy ours and you pay me back like there are very few people who I trust nowadays to kind of pay me back in full uh, and I'm not saying that they're doing it to get over it's just a lot of people aren't down to the detail with money and if you're trying to be down to the to the to the penny with money I'm not saying like using people or trying to get over on someone or trying to be a cheapskate or whatever I'm just saying like it's your money it's your money like you have every right to spend it the way you want and if other people are going to be like stiffing you even on like 20 bucks 30 bucks four dollars you know it's your right to be like well I don't want that you know I don't want it to go that way I want I wanted that four dollars I wanted that twenty dollars back you know I wanted you know it's your money you know um but most people, you know, when they have financial issues, a lot of times they want to do stuff and go to events and stuff. And you'll see them out there, like, getting other people to pay for their stuff. And then they'll pay them back in their time. But it's like, you know, and I've done that to people before, too. Like, you know, um, paid them back when it was convenient for me. But it's like, you know, I still don't think it's it's right. But it's like it's more like especially if they're not requesting the money from you but it's like a lot of times it's like they know you're not gonna ask them you know um and they don't want to ask you you know and so a lot of times that's just the reality of it but um yeah so there's that and then um but yeah, those are probably the only little tips that I use for myself is just kind of being observant of what's going on and kind of making a strategy for myself when I notice things come up. Uh, and like I mentioned, like I'm not like in a long term relationship with anybody right now. So most of it's just like hanging out with friends or going out on dates. And so usually that's where these things come up. And for me, anyways, um, for someone who's not with someone. And so, 
um, yeah, I try not to, uh, do that, (laughs) um, but, yeah, I, uh, um, that's kind of what I, what I, you know, what I want to do, you know, what I, what I try to, what, what works for me, you know, um, and I try not to go off of that track, um, or get, like, pressured in any way by anybody else, so, um, yeah, with that, I guess, stay tuned for the daily, I'll be posting that, and, uh, hopefully that was helpful. Alright, alright, today is April 28th, 2023, um, I'm about to head to the beach, trying to carefully back out of my driveway first. Got some pedestrians that you not run into the pedestrians. Okay, man, it is beautiful out. Man, oh man, it is beautiful out. Um, the sun just got to shining at about 10:20 a.m. or so today, and so I decided to kind of venture out get myself out of the house early, so I don't know where I left off yesterday, but I think um, maybe it was around noon, I don't remember where I left off with recording about yesterday, honestly, but um, yeah, um, so... As far as yesterday was concerned, I didn't sleep very good at all the night before, and so I was so thrown the whole day. I didn't really get too much done, but later in the day, um, I did podcasting, and then after that, um, later in the day, I got into a little bit more detailed uh, self-care, I guess. Um... So, you know, people who follow me, they know that, like, I've got this whole fun thing that I do. I call it Weed Wednesdays. Um, And then I have Therapeutic Thursdays. But, you know, I, you know, I vaped Wednesday and I was like, okay, like, that was fine. Um, But that's kind of all I did. And then... So I decided Thursday, um, cause I hadn't had edibles in a while and the edibles I was having were these, uh, ProTab Indica edibles. And so I do kind of like having, um, uh, hybrids, if that makes sense. Like, 
Um, Because, you know, they don't make me so mellowed out. I mean, I'm still not productive. Like, I wasn't very productive uh, because I took so much. But basically, I'll get to that portion of yesterday. But, yeah, I wasn't feeling, like, perfect. Like, the night, I had a rough night the night before. Like I mentioned, I think I kind of, like, dredged up something that, you know, I just wasn't ready for. And I didn't really have my mental space kind of clear enough to kind of deal with it and then it affected my sleep and then I woke up and just felt like I just couldn't get it together yesterday like Thursday was like a non a non day for me like and so I basically was just taking it easy kind of trying to schedule out what I need to do definitely worked on the podcasting and stuff and uh, some of the podcasting had to do with some of the stuff I've been studying. And so I kind of threw the topics into there like that. And then, um, so that was, I don't know what day that was, but yeah, that was yesterday. And then, um, in the afternoon, you know, around my lunch break, so I took my lunch break, I wrote down the times, but I'm driving right now, so I can't look at it, but my siesta time was, like, from about noon, like, I started prepping lunch right before noon, and then from about that time, let's call it, like, 11.50-ish, until, you know, I started uploading the podcast stuff around that time, and then around... Yeah, around like noon. Yeah, afternoon. I basically, you know, uh, lounged. So for yesterday's breakfast, I had like maybe half a bowl of oats and half, like, uh, I think I had a cup of cacao. And then I had like a half a, like later on, like with my lunch, I had like a half a cup of coffee. I drink this Four Sigmatic coffee with mushrooms. I think it's got chaga and um, lion's mane. I don't know if it has other mushrooms in there, but you can get it at Sprouts. I get the packets because it's just like a single cup. And then uh, it's 50 milligrams worth of caffeine per packet. And I think they also have like the ground as well, but I don't I don't get the ground. Um and so yeah so there's that and then I basically went from there to uh like from from the coffee to uh, like around lunch time to just like relaxing so I was watching stuff at lunch Dang, it's not going to be sunny at the beach. The marine layer's still here. It's still cloudy out. Dude, that's crazy. Um, But yeah, I had a little bit of that. And I don't know if it really kicked in, if it really helped. Um, But like I mentioned, you know, like even the, I think it was the day before or the day before that, maybe it was like Monday, 
I think I went to the gym or Tuesday or something like that, and I noticed that my, you know, my, uh, I was kind of, like, stressed a little bit, like, uh, kind of a little bit of a struggle with my energy, even when I had C4 that day, and it was kind of the same thing yesterday, like, I was a little surprised that even though I had coffee for lunch, to attempt a little bit of a pick-me-up, it didn't really work so successfully as I thought it would. Like, I really wasn't as um, energetic as I had planned to be. Dude, the road is blocked. It's not blocked. I thought it was blocked. Ah, I thought I saw caution tape. And it, I couldn't see that it wasn't going all across the lane that I was trying to turn into. So I missed my turn. Um... But yeah, I basically was trying to um, just have a pretty, you know, balanced day. It's, it was just a challenge, you know, and, you know, that's what happens, you know, if, if you can't sleep and stuff, like, you can only expect so much, and I feel like it's been multiple days where my sleep was poor, multiple consecutive days from yesterday, from before yesterday when my sleep was pretty poor, and so, um, I, because it was multiple days like that, I just, it just all added up, in all honesty, and so, yeah, I wasn't really feeling, like, my best, but, um, I kind of paced myself, like, I did want to, like, push, you know, I was telling one of my friends, I was like, yeah, like, usually I'm like, I'm gonna push, and, like, you know, but I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like listen to my my body, listen to my mind, get better at that and not just like run myself completely ragged just because I can. And so I decided to not push that hard past lunch and rested during lunch, watched the show. I'm still watching Freaks and Geeks, watched some of that and then got into the show that I've been wanting to watch, but I I hadn't really started it till yesterday. And it's on Netflix. It's called I think it's called Your Rich Life or Start Your Rich Life or something like that. And then um so it's kinda chill and um I think that's the name of it and um I know a lot of people, a lot of people, it, you know, I understand the clickbaity kind of stuff. There's clickbaity kind of stuff, you know, like, so when you hear something like, oh, get rich or something, like, usually we all know, like, oh, it's not what this is about. But, you know, I gave it a chance because I was like, it is like this whole entire series. And, you know, I didn't want to just fully write off the whole entire thing. Uh, cause I was like, you know, I don't think Netflix is gonna really like do us like that and be like, not letting us, uh, you know, go through, like, I, I was feeling like Netflix isn't gonna just, you know, make us, uh, get you know, exposed to something that's just completely, like, hogwash kind of stuff, and so I was like, okay, I'll trust it, because it's on here, and, like, usually clickbait stuff and all that, like, that's more of, like, a YouTube kind of thing, and, you know, there's usually not that much stuff related to finance on 
like Netflix. Like Netflix isn't really like like you know you don't really go to Netflix for your finance advice. You know what I mean? Like that's not what it's there for. And so I was like, well, let me give this show a chance, you know, because I was like, you know, let me just trust it a little, because like it might not be that bad, you know. And I'm glad I kind of took that approach because I was like, it, it really wasn't that bad. Um, and so I just decided, you know, I'll, I'll trust it. It's probably not going to be terrible. So I watched quite a few episodes of that because I felt like it was productive to watch. So I kind of liked that they had this topic called uh, financial... I don't know if it was called financial psychology. I can't remember the exact terminology, but basically it was to the tune of, you know, the psychological aspect of kind of what's actually going on with with these people. Um, And I did appreciate that. I did like that. You know, I was like, that's something that I think most people are actually needing. Um, And so I did like and appreciate that. And you know, for me, it was nice, you know, I was like, okay, this is, this is great, um, it's kind of, like, nice to kind of see, you know, and so I kind of left it at that, um, and it was a pretty, nice um helpful to see a nice um but you know it kind of got the gears turning a little bit so I feel like it was if I was gonna just kind of veg a bit that was productive uh and then I was like well let me go to the beach you know and then go get my my, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was like, let me just get out of the house, you know, because I got like a bit of an uptick of energy around like two yesterday. Well, no, no, it was after that, like around three something, but around two something, I started feeling a little drowsy. I, rem- I remember um, getting a little tired and wanting to nap and I was like, I'll give myself like 20, 30 minutes. But then when I got up to go have a bathroom break, by the time I got back, I was like, I didn't really feel like as drowsy. Like I wasn't like literally drifting off. And so I pushed it a little bit and then kind of got a little bit of a second wind. Um, so that was nice. And then, um, so after having that kind of like second wind, I um, proceeded to... Uh, you know, um, kind of get, get going, um, with my day and, or my evening and, you know, ended up going over to the dispensary because I decided, you know, because I only have like five milligrams worth of a pro tab left of an Indica pro tab. So I was like, I don't really want indica, because it's going to, like, knock me out. And at that point, I was like, I might still be productive. Like, when I have hybrids in my system, I might actually do something, like, musical or, like, 
athletic in a way. Like, I like dancing and, like, inside the house and, like, you know, exercising a little, like, through dancing and yoga and stuff like that. So sometimes I like capoeira types of yoga fusion type exercises. And so I notice, and, like, other martial arts and stuff. And so I notice sometimes, you know, hybrids do kind of help me towards that. And so I was like, yeah, let me just... Let me just get that in there and, uh, you know, use this hybrid, you know. So I went to the dispensary, got this, got the usual Cushy Punch gummies, and then I saw this drink. Um, it was like Jones brand. Um, it was like orange cream soda or something. And there was a blue one, there was a green one, there was an orange one, and I decided for the orange one because there was only one left so I was like well that must be the one that everybody likes then so let me try that um and got one of those dropped by Nijiam Market got some Japanese kind of deli groceries a little bit of snacks these like veggie type of like veggie straw chips or something and uh they weren't really veggie straws not the same exact ones they were like Japanese brand and uh, a little different like I feel like they weren't like they they tasted a little different than veggie straws but that's probably the most similar I could compare it to if I had to like give an example of what they were like and then um but they were delicious um so I didn't even drink all of that soda I drank most of it but not all of it I still have more left but it's gonna be just sugar water now and it kind of hurt my teeth with all that sugar. <laughs> my teeth are still kind of, like, my gums are still kind of feeling weird because of it. And I felt like they were maybe a little swollen in, in the back yesterday, but I don't really know for sure. But, yeah, I'm not, like, that hard into, like, sugar products. But, um, yeah. So... That was just kind of where where I went with that, and then um, uh, like after that, I went and just uh, had like a really basic. like a cannabis session I guess you know and uh had some of the drink I had like half of it at first and then it kicked in and I was like this it kicked in hard man and uh but it was good it was in a really good way and you know um maybe that's just what I needed you know um I was able to relax and do some of a self-care routine and, you know, I wasn't really too much online talking to friends or anything. I was just kind of like in my head and just like really enjoying myself, um, like that. And then, um, by like 10.30 or so, 
I was I had already been dozing off for a while by that point and so you know I made sure I didn't need any restroom breaks or anything but before that I ate like a bunch of chips I ate those veggie chip things not all of them but a lot of them I ate quite a lot of them um and for dinner before that I had uh I guess it's oyakodon I don't know what it is. I don't know the difference between the pork one and the chicken one. But it was basically like a pork cutlet with uh, kind of like with some kind of scrambled egg omelet in there. A little bit of green onion, rice, um, uh, the regular onions. Um, so I ate that last night. I don't know, I don't eat pork that much, it kind of got stuck in my teeth, like, I'm not really into, like, pork, beef, that kind of thing, but, uh, the selections at Nijia were kind of sparse, and so I was like, I just, you know, let me just get what I'm gonna get, you know, um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was kind of my night, and I was a little worried this morning, because I woke up around 6, it's called 612, 6.20, somewhere around there. And I was like, dude, it's early, but I felt fine, because I was like, this is the first time in a while I've woken up in the 6 zone, instead of, like, in the 7 zone. Like, I was, like, awake, awake, you know, but I was, like, also still feeling kind of maybe stoned, so I was like, dude, like, I'm so tired. And it was kind of weird, because, like, if I closed my eyes, I could go back to what I was dreaming, like, right away. Like, I wasn't, like, fully, like, awake, awake, like, I could kind of, like choose my dream my dreaming you know it was kind of really odd and that was early this morning but I was like let me just get up like I don't need to be in bed so I decided to get up around 7 30 or so I was just trying to get my mental energy kind of together and then when I was like actively trying it you know I noticed okay I'm not really stoned I'm just like groggy and so at first I thought I was like really stoned this morning um but it's just kind of like the after effects so I started feeling pretty good and then around eight ish I had coffee and made some Ichiban ramen I know that's not like the best of healthy meals but like that's kind of what I wanted I was like let me just have something salty and high carb you know first thing in the morning you know whatever just something quick and hot um and but before that with my coffee I put in a little bit of MCT oil and it really pumped my energy up like pretty much all this morning I've had like really high mental energy like not stoned high but like very um increased mental energy compared to the other days and I think a lot of it also is probably because I slept really good last night. I slept so good last night. Like, I'm, I think I slept all the way through the night. Like, I did wake up. I remember waking up a little bit because I usually have this beanie on. So I do remember, like, rolling over and being like, oh, the beanie isn't on anymore. But other than that, like, yeah, I slept immaculately. And today I feel really great. But it's hard to tailor my energy. I'm like... I don't know if I want to use this energy more mentally or physically, and I'm not going to take more caffeine today, but, um, 
Yeah, I'm definitely um, having good energy. Like, my brain is a little, there's still a little bit of fog in there, but I'm pretty sure that's from the weed products. Like, um, I slept pretty good, though. But, yeah, like, every now and then it just helps. Like, I know people are, like, sometimes people are, like, really against cannabis and stuff but it's like every now and then you know it's not like I'm every day trying to like do this and like I said like weed Wednesday is usually the day that I partake if I'm gonna have like a higher than normal dose of things then that's usually the day that I'll choose to do it if not on a weekend but um yeah I try not to um get um yeah try not to get nothing you know I try not to like I don't know I find the benefits of it and it really did relax me and help you know help me actually just go to sleep like I feel like it for me it works better than melatonin like I feel better today than I felt all the other days before when I took melatonin for sleep like I didn't take any melatonin last night and I only had you know THC and I feel fine you know this morning other than early this morning like early was a little hard and I was just like man I'm probably just gonna I when I first woke up I felt like I was just gonna sleep all day I was like and I don't usually sleep all day like that but you know when I first woke up I was like ooh, this is gonna be a rough morning so I was very shocked that by 8 30 a.m. I was already I had already been kind of wiry for a couple minutes there at least, a little wired at least since then, and um, but yeah, there's still a little bit of fog, but nowhere near what it was the other days, and it's kind of a combination though, because I think cannabis helps, but then also the sleep helps, and then the coffee helps, and the, and the MCT oil helps, so like the combination of things, you know, I can't really say it was just one of them, one of the things, but yeah, definitely, it's a necessity to sleep, and sleep early, like, I slept early, I was asleep before 11, for sure, and, um, I just did what I needed to do for myself yesterday, you know, I didn't push too hard, and today I actually feel great, and it's Friday, so unfortunately I don't have too many more, too much today, let me see when the sun sets, um, I have a sunset time that I follow Fridays, so my specific sunset time is 7.34 p.m. So 7.34 p.m. I'll be, um, you know, kicking myself off of, you know, actually working on stuff, and I'll start to, uh, um to get a little bit more focused, um, yeah, I'll kick myself off from working on stuff, and I'll start to get a little bit more focused on, um, on, I don't know, <laughs> I'll just start to get a little bit more focused, basically, um, and, yeah, so this morning since that point, 
I well I'll be focused okay like Friday nights it's kind of more like the focus is more on like otherworldly things so kind of just like nature the universe that's kind of where I like my mind to be Friday nights and Saturday daytimes um and I kind of just like overall disconnect disconnect from uh all the hustle of things, you know, I try not to get too caught up in too much, like, negativity or too much, you know, about the financial state of the world or world news or current events and all the kind of drama, you know, I don't think about any business planning stuff, I don't study, I don't think about school, classes, nothing, like, I just delve into this other part of things that kind of you know, it helps me reset a little bit better to do that. Um, otherwise, it's like all week just going with no. I feel like it it helps me balance more. And otherwise, all week I'll just be going without any form of like balancing those other kinds of um, areas of life. So, uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm dealing with today. Um, but, yeah, pretty much this morning I, uh, paid someone on Fiverr, uh, got some marketing to do, and I'm having someone else help me with some parts of it that I'm not doing, um, for social media marketing and then uh, I've got my store my online store that I need to tend to uh, later on today as well so um, I'll go get on that uh you know, after the podcasting stuff, and right now I'll just be at the beach with the, with the pods. Um, and then, like, I'll probably fit in a little snack right about now. I've got that going right now. Either the choice of a perfect bar or some popcorn. Uh, skinny pop. Single bags of popcorn. Like the snack size bags. I might have popcorn because I'm kind of sick of this. these perfect bars. I eat them so much. Um, and then... Yeah, I get some episodes up for today. I haven't posted any of my episodes yet for today. And then... Once I need a bathroom break, I'll head back home. Uh, Yeah, the beach is not that sunny today. It's actually cloudy and foggy. And so... I'm probably gonna stay here a while because it's not as hot. And I can kind of sit in the car and record a little bit more easily from here. Um... 
So that's it for the day's uh, daily update. And with that, thanks for listening.